podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Live Abirds pod. Um, it has been a little bit of a gap since the last one. Um, there's been quite a bit going on, both sporting and non-sporting-wise, uh, So, which has impacted our um, ability to get together and talk. But we are back, and we're delighted to be with you. Uh, I've got my regular contributors, Amy, Kate and Randy, on the pod today. And we've got a lot of stuff to um, unpack, frankly. So we're going to get straight into it. Uh, welcome, ladies. I would like to start um, by going back a couple of games, if that's all right, and uh, talk about the Man City game, because there was a lot going on, um, both before, after, and on the pitch. Um, so... Amy Kate, let me start with you. Um, I've had a, a sort of few days to, to reflect and look back on the Man City game. What was your uh, sort of abiding memory of that game? Well, that we won, of course. Um, I don't think that anybody thought that we had the fight or that we were, you know, going to win it. I think it was just like, oh, we'll take a draw, um, you know, just get through this. And, you know, we were brilliant. It was just you saw the Liverpool that we, you know, we know we are. Um, it was just, you know, and, and I, I just remember being so ecstatic because I don't think anybody expected it. And, you know, even though I'm an optimist, I kind of was like, okay, let's, we can do this. We have it, but I didn't expect it to be the way it was. And I was just so proud of how we played and, and, you know, Milner, what a beast. I mean, everybody's written him off. He's 36. You know, he, he needs to go and he showed why he's still here. So um, it, it was, it was incredible. It was just such an amazing, amazing, amazing game. And Gomez, you know, showed why he, he deserves spot, in, you know, in the first team. So yeah, it was, it was good. You know, great to see Elliot out there. Um, the, yeah. I thought, the, I thought, that Elliot, was, I thought Elliot had a, had a cracking game. I yeah. mean, there's there's very few that didn't um in that but um randy were were you of the same view because clearly you know we'd had a number of injuries um coming into the game you know our form wasn't brilliant what what were you thinking about um you know ahead of the game what what was what was your sort of best case scenario were you on the kind of optimism train and just thought oh you know it doesn't matter we'll raise our game and we'll beat City uh I was dreading it I can't lie <laughs> I was a bit anxious 
<laughs> so I think what I did was, uh, you know, sort of putting my expectations very low. So I didn't get disappointed and uh, I didn't <laughs> because what happened was actually, you know, amazing. We looked so olden days, I must say. And of course, we did play 4-3-3 and they looked like everyone was holding the line. We looked like uh, everyone was having positions, actual positions that they know what to do in, <laughs> which we haven't seen a lot of. So it was so much going on that was so... I mean, Erling Haaland didn't get there because he was held all the time. They were always there looking after him, disturbing him, and that's what he doesn't like. So uh, it was so good to see. And also, you know, Salah looked like old Salah doing counterattacks with Ali and, you know, all that. It was um, brilliant. So why we haven't continued doing that, that's more my question. But it was really, really good. And fab was fab again, you know. It, it was so many things that was good again. And uh, Nunez looking sharp, even though he didn't get, a you know, a goal. And mm. But we have to, I don't think we can stop talking about that game before we talked about what happened all around it because Klopp and Pep being as lunatics uh, as each other on the sideline and of course only one of them got sent off and yeah. the, the referee you know I mean what was he on and what's happening and why have they all of a sudden decided that nothing is going to be a foul anymore uh, and then all of a sudden something little is a foul because I don't know I just you don't know anymore what's going on with the refs. Well, <clears throat> there's a couple. There's a couple of things in there. In there for me. So, firstly, um, in terms of the 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 referee. I mean, in this particular instance, specifically the disallowing of the Man City goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were two, there were two fouls in that, and and how. You know, Man City can can complain and say that mm. they that they they weren't fouls were was was sort of just bizarre to me because if they weren't giving it for the shirt pull on mm -hmm. Fabinho, then Silver. they had to give it for for kicking the ball out of Allison's hands. Yeah. So, so that's one piece. But I, you know. <clears throat> We, we've talked about him before and, and I don't, you know, the, the game wasn't about him, but unfortunately he was more prominent than he should have been. Anthony Taylor is a terrible referee. Mm. He's also yeah. Manchester born and bred. Mm. His family, I'm fairly sure, um, uh, you know, hold season tickets at one or other of the Manchester clubs. There is no way that he should be in charge of games between Liverpool and any Manchester club. Mm. Um, and I, I, I really, I really find it frustrating because, you know, the, he, he's just, he's not, he's not good enough. And the fact is that he's, he's shown it on more than one occasion that he's, he's not good enough to, to referee that high profile level of game. Now, when you talk about, you know, Klopp and, and Pep and all <laughs> of on on the sideline, I mean, Pep Guardiola is. I mean, there, there's points, and I don't know if you if you've seen it, Salah's goal, 
mm. where they, they're running like two films at the same time. So you yeah. can see Salah running <laughs> and you can see Guardiola throwing himself to his knees. <laughs> yeah. He knows what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Salah just like goes herring off towards Edison. Um, but he was doing stuff like that all game. We know. Yeah, and, um, and he was inside the pitch twice. Yeah. That, that, that is not allowed in my book. You know, I don't know about well, it's not, book. Well, it's, it's, it's the laws of the game. <laughs> well, so. he is above that, you see. It's the same as um, pulling shirts on Salah. That is also allowed, apparently. Well, pulling him down and backing into him and trying a, an elbow is also allowed. And that's and that is <laughs> that is the you know the little like shit houseery Bernardo Silva. I really despise him. Um, you know we we know we know how he's behaved. Um, we know it's like the only thing that could have been better for me is if he'd been the one that had been spun by Salah uh, before he went off and scored the goal. That would have just been yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> Bernardo Silva. But Amy Kate, you know, we are we are sort of talking about double standards here. You know, and right. Klopp, to be fair to him, has sort of said, you know what? Yeah, you know, I did get carried away, probably deserved the red card, shouldn't have behaved like that. But you know, the fact is that he, the opposite manager was no better behaved in a lot of things, but was not was not treated the same. Right. And that's that's what makes it really unfair. You know, I'm not arguing that that Klopp didn't deserve what he got. He was passionate. He was out of line. He, he you know, frustrated, and and did what he did. But he owns it, right? You know, we're not yeah. we're not arguing that he didn't deserve it. But how can you have the double standards? But like like you said, and I was going to mention it, but you already did. You know, when you've got a referee that is from the Greater Manchester area. Um, it's just it's just so unfair and it's the quality of 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 premier league referees already are bad enough yeah. I and mean, they don't even they don't even get called up for the world cup you know that says something in my book so um it's just there's got to be other referees out there but you know is it is it because of the corruption is it just bad luck? What is it? You know, um, it's just it, it's not right, whatever it is. And, you know, stepping out of, out of the um, technical box is breaking a rule. So if one can do it, then the other can or vice versa. And it's just really, really bad that they just don't um, happen to see things per se. We just didn't see it there. We saw it here. That's why we called it. No, you know. That, well, that's what I mean, it, it is. But the, the, the bit that's more frustrating, which is, you know, and like I say, I'm not I'm not justifying, you know, how Klopp behaved. But I do have sympathy with why he was so irate, because yes. that foul from Bernardo Silva on Salah, which I mean, it went on for about 25 seconds straight in front of the assistant referee. Now. If you're an assistant referee, well, we don't call them linesmen or lines people anymore. If you're assistant referee, surely you because you could be a referee in a game, therefore you mm. must have been trained to understand the laws of the game. 
how can you not see that that is a, a, it is a it is a multiple foul right yeah, absolutely. It, is a trip, it is a shirt pull it is an elbow it is i mean at every single stage it is a foul and yet yeah. it, it happens it directly in front of him and he saw nothing and that to me is more egregious than um you know the 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 fact that you know clock got sent off and he'll take his punishment and and that's fine the bit that we do need to talk about as well though is the you know guardiola saying that um some of the crowds were were throwing coins at him because if if that is also true um that is bang out of order mm. uh, and actually it does it does nothing in terms of um our reputation right actually give it you know giving us any you know any <clears throat> any moral high ground to stand on if if some of our so-called supporters are doing that and you know hopefully if they were doing it they will be identified they will be found out and they will be banned absolutely now, that that's the other thing but then you go, and, and this is the thing, I don't want to get into this kind of whataboutery sort of stuff around it. But we know, and, and it's been highlighted before, around, you know, away supporters coming to Anfield, singing about Hillsborough, singing about murderers, singing around, mm. you always mm-hmm. fit him, all this. And Man City fans did that, or so-called fans did that. I don't know how many of them. I don't know what proportion of that away support, but enough of them that it, you could hear it. it mm. you, right. Um, mm-hmm. And it's only, you know, three days after or whatever it is that Guardiola has come out and sort of said, oh, you know, that's, you know, that's not who we are. And, and, you know, and I'm very sorry if, if, you know, so some of our fans did that, they've done that the last three, four times we've played them. So it, it it either is them or it and and he's just you know he's denying the reality uh, but it's also part of this that uh, you know I genuinely think they're trying to manufacture a rivalry that that never existed because actually if you go back far enough ourselves and man city were were sort of united in our hatred of man united mm-hmm. uh, yeah Whereas now, you know, we can talk about the the kind of, you know, with their with their sort of, you know, sovereign wealth and all the rest of it. And so, you know, that we'll come on to the these supposedly xenophobic comments from uh. what, um, you know, they they the the fact is that nobody. I think what really really winds them up is that nobody cares about what they do. Because they don't have the, you know, they don't have the the history. They don't have the traditional rivalries. The only rivalry they ever really had was with Man United. And they didn't have that for years because they weren't even in the same division as them for a long time. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, a lot of people go, oh, you know, Man City, you know, they, they play, you know, football and Guardiola's a genius and blah, blah, blah. And the fact is, I... It's interesting, and it and I and I do talk to fans of a variety of different clubs, and a lot of them say to me, 
oh, you know, you know, love Kevin De Bruyne, you know, you know, Harlan's a beast, this, that, and the other. But they go, it's a bit boring. So, you know, watching Messi, they just, you know, it's really quite boring because they just do the same thing over and over and over again. Um, and it's a, you know, it becomes a procession. And and we've we've talked about it before, but frankly, without us, the last four seasons, you know, the 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 Premier League season would have been over by March, February. Yeah. There would have been there would have been no competition. The fact that we we're struggling a bit this season is, um, in some ways, maybe maybe it's understandable with everything that we gave last season, but. I don't, I don't understand why they have no sense of um, irony or or shame about about how they're behaving and also about how their hierarchy responds to any perceived criticism hmm. um, of the club or of the regime um, that that funds them or or the fact of their you know their dodgy sponsorship funds or whatever else it might be um so sorry that was a bit of, that was a bit of a ramble <laughs> that's all right that's, that's fine we're here for <laughs> get um, it out yeah yeah but can i just say something about that excuse from pep yes of course because it is not really an excuse because what he says is that if that happened we're really sorry that means, first of all, he doesn't acknowledge that it actually happened. You can hear it. You can yeah, just see and hear it. it. It's not a problem. And so, first of all, they, they should rather find out what happened and then say, of course, we're, we're sorry, but we are going to find them and uh, give them a punishment. Like we said when they were accusing us of throwing something, we were going, well, we're going to investigate that and find the people that did it if that happened because that was actually not obviously to see uh, and we're going to punish them. Isn't this what we should do? So it's, it's, it's just such a poor excuse. It's just waving it away. Doesn't We don't care, you know. And I think that's why this is not going to stop because people are not actually punished for doing that. It happens all the time now. Every match we play, that happens. Every, every- Pretty much every ground yeah, we go yeah, to, yeah, it, it happened yeah. at Forest. Mm. They, they were doing it um, because nobody sees it and nobody talks yeah. about it in the press. Oh no, it's not a problem. It. They see it, they hear it, they just choose not to acknowledge it. Yeah, um, and, and it, that's it's a small amount of people though. That's that's why they're trying yeah. to push into the press because you know playing devil's advocate here. Um, it, there was a banner that I saw on social media that you know, Forrest recognized, um, you know, the 97 and everything. So yeah. it's not everybody. Of it's, course it's and not. And, and not that's the, why and I would think it would be yeah, easy to punish the majority them. Either. It, it, you're right. It's there. A lot of them actually really do appreciate what that is and what we've gone through as, yeah. as, as, as fans and what the families, more importantly, what the families have had to endure all this time, you know, um, and, you know, there's so many fans now that weren't even alive when this happened and don't even know, you know, on, exactly. on both sides, right? Because this is this has gone on 30 some odd mm. years. Um, but but no, this is the thing because it, you know, the, the fans have been exonerated, but people just 
they don't they don't care they're not interested in the in the truth and the, the, the stupidity of this right yeah is mm-hmm. that by you know it was a timing thing it could have been knots forest it could have been spurs right yeah it, yeah because these issues came up in previous years the fact was for for you know we we were incredibly um unfortunate and it was it, the the sort of tragedy of what happened to liverpool football club but you know nottingham forest fans a proportion of them that sang that right they are a fucking disgrace because they it could have been them right they're but for the, you know, if you believe him, they're but for the grace of God and the timing and the factors. It could have been them the, the year before. It could have been Spurs the year before. The fact mm-hmm. was it wasn't. It was us. And to the 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 you know the cover up and the, the, the you know the all all of that stuff. We we are incredibly fortunate that in terms of the the strength of mind and the resilience and the sheer bloody mindedness of the families of the 97 and the city of Liverpool, the fact that they weren't prepared to, to be, you know, treated that way, despite the best efforts of the establishment and the various institutions that were supposed to be there to, to, to protect and to, you know, and to hold people to account. And that's the thing that I, I find most distasteful about this is particularly for Nottingham Forest because mm. they were there that day and in previous years it could have been them because the issues at Leffins Lane and at Hillsborough were known and were never and were not properly dealt with. So I find that, you know, I that really grinds my fucking gears, frankly. Um the other thing that I, I was sort of interested in, because this is the thing with um, Jurgen Klopp, is he goes into his press conferences and he gets asked these questions by journalists who they know why they're asking the question. He knows why they're asking the question. They know he knows why they're asking the question. And even when he answers the question, he says, I will give you money, but you know what the answer is. You just want, you know, to make a headline. Now, mm. where he can just choose to not answer the question, but that's not his style. And for for them, for for the for the hierarchy at Man City, and their, you know, pet journalists, whoever the hell they've rolled out to try and turn around and say it's xenophobic, mm. state facts that says PSG, Man City, and Newcastle don't have a financial ceiling in the same way as other clubs do because of how they're funded. It's 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 so disingenuous and it's all part of this, you know, it's the it's sort of that Trumpian approach. You know, don't mm. do the question, just throw a load of shit, right? And try and distract from the fact that actually it was he answered the question honestly. And if mm. most football supporters you know, took their fucking blinkers off instead of going, oh, it's Jurgen Klopp moaning again. He wasn't moaning. He was asking, he was answering a question he was asked. And and I, what was interesting for me, sorry, I'm on another rant now. <laughs> go on, go on. on the, when I was going up to the City game, it was it was an absolute nightmare travelling um, because Avanti West Coast are a 
uh, you know, you know, you know, if we get to any other business, I might just talk about Avanti West Coast Railway. Like, <clears throat> they they are an absolute joke. They, they, you know, they're not they can't provide a service. So long story short, it was like it was a, it was a not a good journey. And I had to I couldn't get a direct train to Liverpool. So I had to take the Manchester train and then change at Stafford. And whilst I was sat on the train going to Manchester, people came and sat down, in, you know, around the table that I was at, and they were all Man U supporters. And they were going, I can't remember who, Man, Man U playing Spurs or so, anyway, whoever it was, right? So they were going to Old Trafford. And they were sitting there chatting amongst themselves and saying they were, you know, really looking forward to really hoping that Liverpool got battered by City and blah, 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 which, you know, you fully expect. I wasn't saying anything. I was just sitting there minding my own business. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the guys started saying, oh, yeah, you know, I was old clocks moaning again about, you know, money and they spent all of this money. And to be fair to this one man. He says who? <laughs> yeah. To this one man new fan out of this group, he said, he said, to be fair, he said he wasn't talking about the, the he said he was talking about PSG, Man City and um, Newcastle in terms of like, the, you know, their funding model and, and its sovereign wealth. And the other guy said, oh, well, oh, well, I didn't. He said, I just saw the headline. And, I'll tell you, and that's the thing. You know, that's what you're up against, because because we, we're in this era where it's just clickbait. Right, mm-hmm. and the, and the the headlines genuinely bear little or no resemblance to what the actual story is, um, and I find it incredibly frustrating because it. And I, I'm not expecting rival fans to listen to Jurgen Klopp's press conferences, but I am expecting some level, or would hope, some level of journalistic integrity that he'd actually accurately report it. But the problem is that I guess the sub-editors who do the headlines got nothing to do with the reporters who, who actually, you know, give them, give them the copy. Um, but it just, it just builds this false narrative that just keeps going on and on and on. Um, and I, 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 cause I just, I feel really angry on his behalf and I'm sure he doesn't give a shit, but he gets, you know, he's wrongly, accused of saying things and and doing things when actually all he's doing is answering a question anyway uh, that's it i've got i've got that off my chest (laughs) well done (laughs) um but on the game itself right because because there was so much to pick around it but on the game itself there are a couple of things that i have to i have to agree with i i thought as a team we were magnificent and i thought that that was the Liverpool that we all thought we were going to see throughout the season that we haven't really seen at all. It was like they stood up to be counted against that game. And one of the things, because, you know, having, having you know, finally got to Liverpool and, you know, got into the ground thing, you know, sometimes with those games, it feels like time is going through treacle <laughs> and it's just taking forever. That game went so fast for me in the ground if every time i I, because i i try not to look at the scoreboard because it feels like time has stopped every time i looked it felt like you know 10 minutes i thought it was two minutes i looked up and another 10 minutes had gone (laughs) and i was i was saying to one of my friends i said i'm gonna do this 
in five minute blocks. I said, because if we don't concede in the first five minutes, that's a win. Yeah. Been going this season. And then it was fun. And I was looking, I was going, oh, it's 20 minutes gone already. <laughs> 35 minutes. Right. We haven't said, you know, and it went on like that. And it, and the game, so I don't know what it was like watching it, you know, on the TV or listening on the radio, whatever you were doing. But being there in the ground, it felt like it went, it went by in a flash. Mm. And it wasn't, it was so, the game was so intense. Um, and there were so many, you know, moments where things could have turned. But that, it was the, the flashpoint was the disallowed goal, ironically. Mm. And Guardiola turning to the ground and, you know, turning to the main stand and flowing his arms around. <laughs> and it was just like, we, we, we just went, fuck it. Let's turn it up to 12 then. And the place <laughs> just went are you that person who has everything the coolest merch and those must have fan threads well over at our Anfield Index shop we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection from our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters all provided with fast worldwide shipping we have something for every red We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. And I don't know if that came across on the TV. Yeah. but, But everything just went up by about four notches after that. Mm. And it just felt like there was an electrical charge had gone had gone through the team. But yeah, I mean James Milner, I I you know, he was he was outstanding. Um and the, the whole team were the whole team were brilliant, but you know, particularly because we were, you know, we were in the pub before and we you know, we we were there going, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> One of the guys was saying, "Well, I bought my boots just in case." And, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, to to a man, they stood up to be to be counted, and I couldn't have been prouder of them. Mm, it was wonderful, and uh, you could actually sort of feel the intensity through the television as well, and Absolutely. the fans, and the, I mean everything about it. You know, the spectacle, completely mayhem, and and, and so much energy and. I mean, short of in that match, I mean, he was everywhere. And the three uh, assists uh, for Salah, it was just absolutely mad. Yeah. No, No, that was not this game, though. But, I mean, later on. But the way he worked in this uh, match and the way he, the fact that he was not taken off and you could see how how tired he was. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, you know... It's not a good, you know, it didn't end up well for him. No, it didn't. But but the, everyone just looked so at it. And as you said, you mean, when you see James Milner and uh, you think, oh, no, <laughs> you know, we well, think I, the, I the stereotype be, uh, isn't he too old, old, you know. And um, <laughs> what I was most surprised about, actually, was that Alexander Arnold was on the bench. That was what I was most... Yes, yes, that's right. I was really surprised he was in the squad at all. So that that was, you know, 
that was a bit of a bolt out of the blue, but um, mm. but yeah, so so you know, again, it, magnificent, but you only get three points for it. And I remember saying afterwards, in fact, I think I tweeted as well, which was, you know, I'm so so happy buzzing about it. But the most important game now was West Ham because it would count for nothing mm. if if we slipped up against West Ham. So um, let's let's talk a bit about the West Ham game. Um, because that was, um, you know, that was, that was the, I'd say the emergence is probably unfair to him, but, you know, maybe people starting to realize, you know, some of what Nunes brings Mm. to the team. Um, did you manage to, uh, so let me check with both of you. Did you both manage to see the game? Because I know, uh, Randy, that there's, um, you know, things have changed, it's, you know, there's different providers and it's not as easy to see stuff uh, for you now on, on certain Liverpool games. Yeah, this is one of the ones I managed to see half of it and listen to half of it <laughs> because oh. the streams were so bad and I was listening to the LFC TV half of it. Uh And uh, it's just uh, what I've got from that, both listening and looking at it and of course looking at the uh, uh the the summing up afterwards is like Nunez in that match um as you say he sort of came to life and you can see his threats i mean his first try it was such a boom shot you know it was uh, it should have been in <laughs> and then the brilliant uh, cross from costas that led to the goal and that was not a fluke, by the way. You look how really, really smart he is with his heading there. And he could have had another one as well. Uh, he had uh, one of the posts, didn't he? And um, I think him and Alison in that match, they made that game because, of course, the pen save. Um, and I was really happily surprised for Alison because as good a keeper he is, he is the best in the Premier League, I think. Um but he hasn't got a history of saving pens, does he? So that was so nice to see. And uh, we should have had three or more, four more goals, I think. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the first half performance, particularly Amy Kay, you know, we, you'd argue we should have put that game away. Um, yeah. It it definitely turned into a game of of two halves. What did you make of it? Well, we you know I was going to say about the penalty with um with with Allison though that was that was brilliant and there was there was a lot I'm trying to remember now because it was you know a few games ago but if I remember correctly I mean it was it, it, we didn't play pretty it was it was an ugly game but it was a win after all and I re- I remember you know being very nervous during that because. It wasn't. It didn't seem like the same team that was out for it, you know, like we were with City. And then, like you said, totally two different games the first and second half. And and you know, just towards it. It, it was just a. I don't know. It was just one of those things that you 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 see it and you're just like, are we gonna fall apart? Are we gonna win? And you know, in the end, we did, and it was it was great. But I was nervous through the whole time, and I just I don't know. I just there was something about that game that just we should have we should have just won and we couldn't get the ball in the net and it just it was it was frustrating. 
it certainly <clears throat> it certainly was. Um, it was a magnificent save by by Ali. Oh, absolutely. And also, um, you know, and it was. I don't know what happened, but you know, you think about how controlled Gomez was against City, and it felt like he had this, I don't know, rush of blood to the head or something for that challenge. Um, I, don't, I think we do have to give a bit of credit to West Ham in the second half as well, because they gave it a, a right good go. Um, <clears throat> but but yeah, we, you know, and I think that's maybe been one of one of our issues. I think we've not been clinical enough this season, and that you know the the nine nil against Bournemouth, notwithstanding, it was just you know that day they were they were cannon fodder, and everything we hit went in, but. Yeah. In general terms, we've we've not scored a lot of goals um, of games this season. I know somebody will probably sort of say, well, what about 7-1 against Rangers? Again, you know, <clears throat> we went behind, we got the thing, and, and then the second half, it felt like everything we hit went in. Um, so, it, it you know, it, it, it feels like we're struggling to score more than one or two goals, albeit, you know, we generally create... A lot of good chances in the mm-hmm. in the game. Um, <clears throat> I think that for me in that in that West Ham game, because um, because you mentioned it, Randy, around you know I guess the the well, the intensity level, uh, there was always going to be a drop in mm. my view because the games against Man City are at such a level. So. In my mind, I was always worried about that West Ham game coming straight after the City game. And I actually thought the level of intent, I mean, it was no, it wasn't like the City game, but actually, particularly in the first half, I thought we did have a reasonably good level of intensity. The issue for me is I think, I think that faded in the second half as well as West Ham ramping up. Um, plus the fact that, you know, we lost Jota in the Man mm-hmm. City game. Mm-hmm. We didn't have, and Arte, um, you know, we, we then had to, you know, change players because, you know, some somebody else wasn't, um, you know, wasn't well and one thing and another. You know, you couldn't play Milner again. Um, you know, you brought Alexander-Arnold in and stuff. But um, mm. so there were, there were some sort of expected changes. But yeah. then um, you come, you know, we, we'll come on to it. I know we'll, we'll talk about the Champions League in a bit. But maybe we, if we, we jump to the Forest game now, because you know clearly that the result of that was not what we were expecting. Um, oh. <laughs> but I, the, I can still see Van Dyke heading that ball across the goal towards Firmino when when the goal is gaping yeah. in front. I in still the don't understand point. that. <laughs> And I'm still, I'm still bemused at what what his decision making process was at that point, um, because actually we didn't play badly in the first half in that, um, but again we'd lost two more players, so we had mm. no Thiago, we had no Nunes, we had to, you know, and we and and you know they keep shuffling the pack, but the you know the number of cards in the deck keeps reducing, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not saying there was an inevitability about it because I would have expected us to have got something out of that game. Um, and 
Hello, Amy Kay. What what did what did you make of it? Well, I, I did struggle to actually. I had I had a really bad um, connection, so um, there was bits of it that I missed. Um, to be fair, but well, I probably not like, a bad thing in this case. <laughs> well, and and mind you, it was four thirty in the morning for me. Exactly. Um, so so it was it was already you know <laughs> stacked against me. Um, but. I felt like it was lackluster. There was, we just were off. And, and don't get me wrong, like you said, all the injuries and all the things that we've, we're going through right now, it, but it just, and, and give credit to, to Forrest. You know, they might be at the bottom of the table, but like I mentioned to us when we were talking beforehand, um, there was a stat that was put out there that we've played them over the years five other times, only five times, and we've never won there. And I remember hearing that in the beginning. And it kind of like, I don't know, it kind of messed with my confidence. And I wonder if it messed with theirs, knowing, you know, that this is a place we've never won. And give credit to, to Forrest because they, they played a great game. But, oh, it was just really hard to watch. And, you know, I remember the first half, um, you know, at halftime they talked about there was um, – five shots four or three on target but we still didn't score you know we're we were back in that mode of you know we're going for it and but we're not you know we're not lucky enough you know we're not um precise enough you know we're just not we're not playing the way we should and we know how to and we've got a great team but and, and our bench is really deep so it's not like oh, it's because we've got crap players. That's not the case. It's just, I, I don't know what's going on, but this has been just a really, really rough season, and it's really hard to watch. But I will still get up at 4.30 in the morning and support my team. I know you will. And, um, you know, more more power to you for, for doing that. Um I know you mentioned it early, Randy. So, so come on, get it off your chest. Get the forest game off your chest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing was, I, I was dreading this because, of course, you know all these stats and you know all this and that, and and they were desperate for points. And of course, uh, what situation better than uh, the big game against uh, Liverpool? You know, and you had um, their goal scorer, Iobi, or how you call him, that used to be Liverpool. You could see how much that meant to him. I thought he looked brilliant. I was really <laughs> irritated yeah. that we let him yeah. go. That, that would be his game of the season. You mark my words. Of course it was. And he, I thought he was very, very good. So I felt that he should have been in our team, to be honest. And, uh, of course, you had the things about um, uh, their left back, what's his name again, that used to be ours. And... You know, it was all written that this should be their revenge in some way or another, and I thought maybe we'll draw then. I didn't didn't really think it was a possibility that we would lose. And uh, Klopp said behind, after the match that, you know, the match was decided by two set pieces. We didn't use ours and they used theirs. But it can't be as simple as that because I didn't recognise Liverpool. Uh, um our um, strikers was laying there next to their big defenders. Our tiny, tiny front line was clenched in close up to their defenders. We were very slow in the build-up. We didn't have 
any counterattacks. We didn't do anything of our strengths at all. And we were just very slow and very sort of, especially in the second half, of course. So I didn't look like our midfield at all because, of course, when Thiago is not there and we can't, I mean, every other game, uh, Fabinho doesn't work anymore. So when Jones is there and uh, Elliot and, you know, we had all these kids, you can't, I really don't think we should rest on them. I was lacking Hendo there. I mean, there was so much that didn't look good, even though we did start well, as you said. But we were just trying over and over again things that didn't work. And it looked really, really weird, I must say. I'm I'm confused uh, by how we played that game. I must say, maybe we just have to, you know, put it down to a bad day at the office. Very maybe. very bad day at the office. Yeah. Maybe it's just that simple. Um, yeah, and, and Virgil, you know, the header. You could see he had planned for so long to take it, uh, to give it to Bobby. It was all in his head. He didn't even look at the goal. He All he did was look over to where he had planned that ball to go. I'm sure that if he looks back at it now, if oh, he'd only looked at the goal, he could see it's fucking open. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he usually does this really, really well, doesn't he? His head is yeah. lethal. But not this time. No, no, no. He had a plan. That was just, that was just <laughs> so confusing to see. It yeah. was, that was just, you're just like, what are you doing? Like... <laughs> What's your yeah. thought process there? Of course, this can happen, but but it was just looked so weird, didn't it? It did. It, it just didn't. It was not what you expected from him. Um, and like you said, I mean, his headers are phenomenal. It was just, mm. I. And and you know, you you made a good point. Maybe that's it. That he had it planned, and you know, he didn't realize where he was. That he didn't need to do that. He could have done it himself. I don't think it was. I don't know. That was that was. You're right. That was just weird to see. Like, yeah. That was just the weirdest thing, and that's what, the one thing I remember. You know, of all, it was like, what? Why? <laughs> you know, what was yeah. that? You know? No, I know, I know. So I mean, you know, three three games, six points out of nine, which is okay but you know it's not that it's not the return we we were hoping for but it you know nobody get you know the irony is that loads of people never thought we'd get anything out of the city game right um, yeah. we beat them right. we beat west ham and we lose to the team at the bottom of the table so exactly. it, it's that sort of season at the moment um so we you know we 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 now got a small hiatus uh, we go back into the champions league um yeah. So we've got Ajax away um, on Wednesday, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and since that opening game um, against Napoli, where we just got our asses handed to us, frankly, <laughs> oh. um, yeah, you know, we we've, we've um, won every game. Yeah. So, so we're in a much, much, much better place than. Um, uh, then I, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how Ajax were going to turn up, but I think, you know, their their model obviously is that they, you know, they they sort of sell every season, um, you know, some of their best players. So I think that, you know, they they're probably not as strong um, 
a team as they were a couple of seasons ago. Um, but, you know, going to the IX arena, um, you know, go, going away, you know, we haven't won away in the Premier League so far this season. Mm. Um, but, you know, we did we did beat Rangers 7-1 in Glasgow. So um, let's start with you, Randy. What what are your thoughts about the forthcoming game against Ajax? Uh, I think maybe the, the fact that it is a Champions League match is going to be good for us because it's like... I don't know how this works because for me it doesn't it, it doesn't make a change it doesn't make a difference but for them clearly it is oh this is Champions League this is completely different let's let's go there and do something you know it feels like that's their attitude so hopefully uh, they'll get back to winning ways and uh, as you said I don't think IX is the team it was uh, so I'm hopeful that will get something there. And I, I definitely think we should because we, we can't count on us getting anything against Napoli, which is flying. I mean, they're flying. They are so, so good. So I really hope we get something here. It might just be, you know, 2-1 or whatever. But I think they're up for it, hopefully. I mean, if we've got any players left, for me, it's going to make a big this difference. Is, whether if, thing, isn't it, about, you know, Who's who's in the squad? Who's fit? Um, yeah, who's available? Mm. Yeah. If we have Nunez, you know, do we have Thiago and Nunez? That would that would help big time. But, or maybe Trent even. So Trent Trent should be in the squad. There shouldn't be an issue with Trent, to the best of my knowledge. So we should have Robbo and Trent. We should mm. have Virgin and Joe. I'm not sure whether Canate will be back or not. And they said Matt. Matip was a couple of weeks away, so I don't think Matip will be available. Well, um, Klopp, Klopp did say that Konate was going to train now. Yeah. yeah, so so I think Konate may be in the squad, possibly. Mm. Um, okay. Thiago, I, I don't know because of this ear infection. Don't know how long it might take to clean up. Because mm. um, he obviously had, he must have had balance and vertigo issues. Yeah. Uh, because he was ruled out on the day of the game, uh, so I don't know the re- the recovery of that. I so it's possible, but I, let me say I would be surprised mm. if he's available in the in the squad for the IX game. Um, yeah. um, Endo, Endo, Milner, Elliot, uh, Curtis Jones, and Oxlade Chamberlain are all available in midfield. Um, to the best of my knowledge. So this is me telling you to the best of my knowledge, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still right. got two training days to go. But to the best of my knowledge, that that those are, are options in midfield and I've probably forgotten somebody. Um but Badget Badgetich, is it? The mm. the young winger might I think I think's been put in our squad of twenty five, but not hundred percent sure. It's up front. I think we're struggling now. We're yeah, running players. So I don't know. Nunes was a hamstring, so I've genuinely got no idea. I think we're left with Bobby and Salah. Um, you know, Cavallo, or, or you know, maybe I guess you could put um, Elliot up the there. Um, yeah. We we are not bad options to have, though. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not bad options at all. All I'm saying is that there's not a lot to come off the bench. Right. No, no exactly. exactly. Make that's a, a bit no, sad. In terms of a 
in terms of a starting front line, then then yeah, you know, you'd go yeah, great. But you know, then you know, no no Jota, no Diaz, potentially no Nunes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've we've suddenly got very short very quickly up front. Right. And that's no, and great. that's the the thing that I I think is a, just slightly concerning. Um, but you know, we we just need. We've got kind of three weeks or three weeks or so to get through before we break for the World Cup. Um, And I I think if we can just hold on, you know, get a couple more, you know, squeeze a couple more Premier League victories out. um, And, you know, if we get the result against Ajax, we're basically we're through Mm, um, in second place. Like you say, you know, Napoli are flying. But as I said before the Man City game to my friends, uh, you know, because everybody had written us up, I said, this team does weird things. <laughs> you know, we could, could quite potentially get a result today because everybody's written us up. You, that could happen against Napoli. I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying it could. Mm-hmm. The issue is we'd have to at least match their result against us. So we'd have to, you know, so if we beat them 4-0, for example... <laughs> Because and they and we didn't concede, then we would top the group. Now, uh, you know the way Napoli are playing, how likely is that? Probably mm. not likely. But you know what? Nobody thought we could beat Barcelona four nil. Right. You know our our team is in a different position than it was then. This is a team definitely in transition. Um. With, you know. With players that are kind of, you know, adjusting to playing for Liverpool Football Club and others at the end, and we we probably are missing a couple of. Well, we know we're missing some people in in our front line, but we, you know, we're missing a couple of, I would say, experienced, uh, uh, creative people in their in their sort of mid to late twenties. Um, if I look at the sort of age profile of of what we've got, in, in my humble opinion. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 true though. I mean, we've got amazing players, but they they're they're on their you know last years. Not everybody can be a Milner, you know. Um, <laughs> I would be surprised if Milner puts one more year in. Um, but I keep saying that every year, one more year, Milner. I mean, the way he's he's definitely an enigma because like players don't. Outside of keepers, players don't play like that. You know, there's there's a few of them, but I mean, he still wins all the tests, the, the fitness tests, I and mean, he's just a beast. But at the he's same time, <laughs> but at the same time, he can't play week in, week out, and we know that. But he he definitely gives it his all, and you know, when he goes in, he's going to give a hundred percent. So it's great to have Absolutely. him in the squad. And I think he's also great to, to help with the young players. And I would love to see him go on the staff and, you know, when he decides to hang up his boots that he doesn't, you know, complete foot, you know, end football completely. I think he'd be really great um, as part of, of um, Liverpool, but, yeah. you know, but that, that's, you know, that's down the road. Um, but it's, it's hard to see um, what's going to happen when, when you've got, We've, the injuries that we've had, but that doesn't say that Napoli can't all of a sudden start having injuries or any other team. Um, you know, it's 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 crazy. I, you had mentioned Ox earlier, 
And I kind of went, oh, yeah, I forgot about him because he's always Mm. injured, you know. I really hope that he doesn't, you know, get injured again because he spends more time on the injury list than he does out in the pitch. Yeah. But But when he plays, you know, you remember why we have him. It's just getting him to that point. And yeah, I, for, right. I forgot what season it was. Was it two seasons ago when we ended up taking third and we literally had a different um, – at one point it was almost like a different lineup every game and we were getting, you know, uh, loans and bringing kids up from the academy and we still finished the third place. Yeah. So that just shows how resilient Liverpool is, even with the odds. Um, and, you know, I, we've still got that mental resilience. I, I genuinely yeah. believe that. The, the issue is we don't, um, you know, when when you think about the players that we let go, and I completely understand why we let them go, but, yeah. you know, there's no, you know, there's no Rigi, there's no Minamino. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, Ginny Wijnaldum left now. You know, you look at, or, you know, you look at those, particularly Ginny, um, and I think, uh, I still think people didn't understand exactly what Ginny brought to our team. And he was so consistent and, and just so um, available. Do you know what I mean? He mm. just didn't get... Yeah. I look at what him. And that's what we lack now. <laughs> yeah. Consistent players. Um, but but you look at what's happened. He went to PSG. It hasn't worked out. He, you know, he wasn't getting a game. Um, you know, the, 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 you know, they didn't understand the type of player he was. He, you know, he went to Roma. I don't know if it was on sign or on loan. And then he, he's got this terrible injury. Mm. And so, you know, it, oh. and, and sometimes, you know, things, the grass isn't always greener. I don't, I don't begrudge him going, right, at all and getting, you know, getting the, the payday and all of the rest of it. Um, And the fact was he, you know, he was a, he was a magnificent servant for us, but we need we need a couple of Ginny Wijnaldums in yeah. our side. Yeah. Not necessarily playing exactly his style, but we need those types of players. I think that's something that we, we are missing. Lacking, yeah. Um, um so <clears throat> we you know, we've got the IX game coming up, so fingers crossed we'll get a thing and then we play Leeds. So this is the rearranged game following, you know, the the death of the Queen and the you know, all of the other stuff that went on. Um, <clears throat> we obviously saw that um, Leeds lost again today. Um, and uh, there's a lot of sort of talk around, the, you know, the manager really being under, you know, under pressure, Jesse Marsh. Um, and you know they've moved it it's like it's a saturday night game now uh so um being very selfish for a moment i'm pissed off because that means i can't go but hey ho Mm. i can't get home and i can't get a hotel now it's too it's too late and too expensive um once the game was rearranged anyway it is what it is that's sad then so um I don't, you know, on paper, if only we played games on paper all the time. <laughs> That'd be right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we should be rolling over leads. However, um, you know, the thing, the thing I think is in our favour is that their defence is utterly porous. And, you know, as much as, you know, we've not been brilliant defensively in every single game, 
I genuinely think we should have enough to get over the line against Leeds. Um, I do worry that, you know, we're going to get more of the same from the away support in terms of chanting and, you know, all of the rest of it, because Leeds supporters seem to pride themselves on being as big assholes as possible. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they behave. Um, <clears throat> I mean, did, I mean, Jesse Marsh has had a, a interesting career. Just Amy Kate, I mean, not the fact that you should know everything about him because he's American, but clearly, you know, he's he, you know, he's gone to sort of try and make his name as a coach in in Europe. Did you have uh, any sort of visibility or view around Jeff, Jesse Marsh as a as a coach um, I... before he came in to take the Leeds job? I'm gonna say no, honestly. I... It might just be my lack of paying attention to other, um, you know, teams. Leaks. But, well, I mean, no, I mean, the fact that I knew that that, that happened. Um, and I have a friend who I've been friends with for years who's um, a lead supporter and, and was happy that they had come up and, you know, for him and everything. So I knew it was happening, but I really didn't know much about, you know, the American manager, just the fact that it was American. And I was like, hey, cool. You know, this is, you know, being American, it's nice to see. But I also was worried because when we had um, the last time there was an American coach, which was the American um, men's coach, uh, Bradley, um, yes. he, did, he didn't do very well. And he wasn't liked because no. Americans like to use terms that, you know, I think we've embraced it now with the, with the whole Ted Lasso thing, which is hilarious. And I love it. But mm. um, the 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 terms that we use are different. I mean, simple things, pitch versus, um, you know, field, you know, jersey yeah. versus shirt, boot versus cleat, you know, penalty versus PKs. They're still simple little things. It's really not a big deal. But to English people, it's like we've just, you know, soccer versus football. I mean, it's like, oh, you don't know anything. So he's yeah, already yeah. discredited, you know, because he's American. So, yeah. so, so, you know, it's like, and then it doesn't help. Like with Bradley, he was Southern. So he, you know, he was from Texas and he had that twang, which didn't help either, you know? So <laughs> no, I didn't know a whole lot about it, but we, we don't help ourselves sometimes, you know, when we're, we're a, a country that likes to do our own thing and, and reinvent the wheel at times. Um, it doesn't go well when you've got history um, and, of, of a game that started in England don't try to tell them how to run it, you know, and Americans seem to do that. So yeah. it, it doesn't, it doesn't help, you know, and I'm well aware, but give us some credit too, you know, I, but, but, you know, I digress to answer your question. No, I didn't really know anything about him. I just kind of, you know, when I found out, I was like, okay, who's this, you know, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Talking of, um, you know, don't tell us how to run the game. Uh, or, you know, we should give an honourable mention then to Todd Bowley or Burley, however you pronounce his name, shouldn't we? <laughs> uh, the the new owner of Chelsea who oh, wants yeah. the, you know, God. is it UK against the rest of the world game? <sighs> or What's he on about? Uh, well, I don't know, but you you know we we everyone's going oh you know yeah European Super League what a disgrace da 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 now we're going to have this expanded Champions League 
that yeah. the Premier League are now talking about, you know, having games outside of the, you know, like playing, you know, pre- this, that and the other. You know there is an inevitability about some of this stuff coming. Mm. Um, yep. So yeah. I don't know what it's going to look like. And um, money you know, we, rules. Yeah, we just we've just kind of delayed the inevitable. But anyway, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, you know, I don't I don't often do this, but um, so. Playing Leeds on Saturday the 29th. Um, Amy Kate, give us a prediction. Give us a score oh. prediction. I hate when you do this because then I have to eat my words. Um, well, we're winning. I'm just going to go with that and I'm going to go 2 1. Okay. Randy? Well, we just simply have to beat my ex husband's team. There so we're going to win 3-1. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it has to be done, I must say. <laughs> Definitely. Even more so now. Yes, indeed. <laughs> On that basis, because it's, you're right, so that I'm going to, I'm going to say it's 5-0. <laughs> Thank you. I hope for you. Oh my God. I would just... <laughs> I hope we can have this conversation later about how you, you know, <laughs> guessed right and we, we won it 5 now. <laughs> oh, I really hope so. Yeah, well, time, time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> um, right, but, you know, like you say, the, game, the games are coming thick and fast. So, you know, straight after that, then we've got the Napoli game at home. So, um, you know, let, let us get October out of the way. Um, because like I say, we've still got we've still got a couple to get under our belt, and then I think we will we will see where we are. Um, so we are go- going to uh, start wrapping this up now. So we're going to move to uh, any other business. Um, Randy, would you like to go first? Well, first of all, I wonder if we do have a team doctor. Uh, if so, what is he or she doing? Uh, and I've just heard that we are actually looking out for a team doctor, so maybe we need one. That would be handy, since we're so injured all the time. <laughs> so that's number one, get that fucking doctor over. Okay. And number two, <laughs> I can't wait for a window when we can buy some midfielders and maybe a winger, because I must admit we look really, really fragile. So that's my concerns at the moment. Uh, I haven't been able to see any women's uh, football lately, so I can't talk about that. Um, but I think they are doing well, aren't they? Um, so they've got a bit of a mixed bag going yeah. on at the moment. Um, I think they're, do, they're doing okay. They started okay in the league. They're doing okay in the cup. We've had a few wobbles in the last in the last few games. Um, but I think Amy Kate can probably talk more. <laughs> yeah, you can help us in that. You one. know, more intelligent uh, than I can on the on the women's side. Well, I woke up this morning at four a.m. to uh, <laughs> listen because you couldn't get it live or you couldn't watch it, um, which is very frustrating. Um, you know, they they said they were going to do all these things, but I don't feel mm. like they really have lived up to what they said they would do. Um, mind. We lost to Arsenal um, this morning, um, 2-0. 
again, I listened, so I, I didn't get to see, um, but Arsenal and is not only are their men doing phenomenally, so are their women. And, yeah. um, yeah. you know, not and, necessarily a surprising result. No. Um, so we were playing tough teams. So I wasn't expecting, um, you know, this to be like, oh, we're going to, you know, dominate or anything. Um, we, we've been struggling. There's, you know, Leanne um, is one of our, our strikers. She's an Irish player. She got injured. That's been mm. a huge, huge thing. She's one of the, she was the top goal scorer yeah. last season. Um, so we don't have her in the squad, which makes a huge difference. Um, and, and I think they're really seeing the difference between the championship and, and, you know, um, the top flight it, yeah. it's but but that's that's always been expected yeah um, and and we we sit as of today we sit in ninth not great but um better than know, the men almost yeah well we, we are we are right above relegation <laughs> it's at this the point. same yeah we're right we're right above relegation um but but like i said it's 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 still early days and they do have there's only 12 teams and there's only um uh you know, half, I don't know exactly how many games, but not as many games, obviously. No. Um, a lot of players were off, you know, doing um, international duty because they're, they've just announced the World Cup, Women's World Cup, and, yeah. um, you know, uh, who everybody's playing, and, and that's pretty phenomenal. So that's been, I think, a lot of focus. Of some of the players have been gone because of that. Um, yeah. So Interesting off the USA in that yeah uh, oh god you know proud of my my girls but there's something wrong right now and and it's it's really hard to to watch you've got Um, the netherlands you yeah we have the netherlands which which will be interesting um but just watching you know we lost to um to england in england and then we lost to spain you know um again they're just friendlies it didn't mean anything but you know, point-wise or, or anything, but I think it just shows, you know, how much the rest of the world is caught up and mm. how the, the, the U.S. is kind of falling behind, you know, well, um, it's, it's hard to watch. Yeah, I, and I get that, but, and, I, and I think you could, t- to an extent, you could almost say the same about the German women's team. Mm. Uh, yeah. Where, you know, they were so far ahead of the game for so you know, they kept winning the Euros, they kept, you know, go you know, being in the final of the World Cup and what have you. And now I think there is much more um parity. Um and and many more teams that are operating at a much higher level. Um, both you know, you talk about the Netherlands, you talk about France, um, I say you talk about the USA, you talk about Canada. What about England yeah, now? Canada, definitely. Well, actually, you have, um, you know, if you look Brazil, obviously, um, but if you look at um, Africa, actually, you know, they were saying, you know, Nigeria have like, you know, qualified for every single tournament, all the mm. way. And what their what the nickname of the Nigerian women's team are because the men were always the Super Eagles. I don't know what the women are, but um, I don't know actually. Um, but you know, the, you're 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 starting to see uh, much more traction um, in the women women's game in in some you know some of the more developing 
countries for women's football wise, which which can only be a good thing, really. Mm, absolutely. You, but know. you are you are the U, the USA is is you know then as as Germany they're not having it their own way anymore. Um, where um you you would argue they were so so much better than the opposition. Um, yeah. in pretty much every single way whereas now it's so much more competitive so yeah um i understand and that actually why it's a good thing that is a good yeah. thing as much as you know, might be frustrated but but i think uh, as a uh, to use the term in inverted commas as a product it's so much more interesting for people to watch now because actually you've got a much wider group of potential winners and some yeah. lists and stuff so it may, it's it's much more competitive and, and interesting as a game. No, it, to be fair, you're right. And um, you can you can now name women's players and they're not going to be all American. You know what I mean? I mean, it's absolutely there. It's become international and it's it. And that's a really good thing for the game. You know, I'm hearing Sam Kerr's name all the time. Um, you know, you're. We do hear a lot about the English, you know, um, yeah. and but but there's there's um, you know you're not well, hearing. Need to buyer, her name is at Arsenal, and um, oh god, her name's gone out of my head again now. But are but you talking about the captain? Or are you talking about Beth Mead? No, Need to Meyer. Oh, sorry, I thought missed that. <laughs> yeah, no, as I'm saying, instead of not just English players, but people like the you know. Who who are sort of becoming much more household names? Yes. Well, it, it's 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 interesting to see. You've got if you look at at the English team, you've got you know, um, you can see Arsenal and Chelsea um, have a lot of players that are playing for um, you know the national team, and look at table look who's on the top of the tables. You know, look at the teams that are dominating. It it's yeah. really showing across the board. Um, and it's a pretty impressive, you know, to, to, to see what's, um, what's happening and, and how that's all coming together. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just really cool to see. And, and I'm, I'm impressed with, with all of that. And the other, the other thing that's really, um, exciting, um, is I want to shout out to the San Diego wave, which is my local, um, professional team. And we are in the playoffs tonight. And um, oh, so, okay. oh, you go. Yeah. So no, because it's in it's in um, we're playing the Portland Thorns, and uh, so it's in Oregon. So I won't be going. Um, but um, if if we win that, we go to the final. So this is the semifinals, and whoever whoever wins tonight goes and plays for the final in DC and um, wins the um, NWSL. So this is our inaugural year and it's, it's pretty amazing. And our manager is a uh, former player, um, Casey Stoney. Oh yeah. For Liverpool, um, which is, is pretty neat to see. And um, you know, it's, 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 it's really, it's really exciting to, to see um, because our, our, our city is all the teams, all the, the San Diego loyal, which is USL. We don't have an MLS team. That's the men. We've got the San Diego Wave, which is the women. Our yep. San Diego Padres, which is our baseball team. And then there's Ace. And then I, the I don't. What's that? The, the San Diego. Char oh, sorry. No, they're becoming. No, they're, yeah, they're long gone. Um, 
but there's yeah, also you another. Did have, you did have the did. We did. We did for a very long time until a few years ago. But yeah. And then there's um there's a team called Albion, which is um I'm not sure exactly where they, they fit. It's another league in the US, but it's it's I don't know if it's the next level down, but they're also so all the all the teams that are um in you know that we have are in playoffs, which is is really cool to see. So our city's really coming together and um it's it's pretty nice to to be excited again about sport because it's it's been a long time and um, yeah so so that's that's really cool and then the other thing I wanted to bring up was her game too um they're really um picking up in the UK and um as well as um her game to USA which I'm one of the co-founders for and just wanted to do a little shout out to you know her game too and all the ladies that I work with um on the USA squad and then as well as as you know across the way they've done so much and I mean it, it's it's just a really cool campaign and and you know they believe in equality and and empowerment of, of women and and making it you know a safe place for women um and it's it's really taking off and and um you know the support that's happening is is amazing so um you know uh, it's it's just it's really it's really fun to 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 see how much um, the women's game is really taken off and and how how people are really supporting this this campaign. Um, so oh. yeah. Oh, that's that's great, and and long long may it continue. Um, I think, uh, like I said, I I, I sort of semi jokingly talked about um, you know my any other business like the Avanti West Coast. Um, I really, I really don't want to to go there because they are really winding me up at the moment. Um, and you know we have quite a lot of industrial strife over here at the moment, which you know I'm not I'm not necessarily a- against. You know the the unions are, you know, trying to do the best by their members. The issues with um, Avanti go far beyond um the the unions and and the strike they they are they are basically just a shambles um so you are in a situation where um half the time they can't release a timetable if they do oh. release a table then it might be three or four days before you actually want to travel you then have to pay a premium because you can't book far enough in advance to get the advance or the super off peak or the cheap affairs and then there's a high likelihood that they might cancel the train you want anyway so they, wow. they, are, they are under um I, I think if they're not already they're sort of under under severe scrutiny and potentially under special measures there was a rumor that the government was going to strip them off the franchise but i think they've extended it a bit mainly because you know there's so much chaos over here in the government that i don't think there were there were you know people actually operating to be able to run the process to identify anybody to potentially take over the franchise or to (laughs) take it back under government control so wow. um, I just I just sort of pre warn you. Um, you know, it might be better as 
you naked it over here. But it is a fucking shambles at the moment. Oh. Um, so, just sad. so I understand, was because Virgin Trains is that what Avanti became? Yes. Basically, so once... so it, was, it was the Virgin franchise that the the, the uh, you know there was various bits and bobs going on there. But basically, they said that when Virgin rebid for it, they said that they hadn't followed the process and they wouldn't commit to certain things in terms of the pension scheme and one thing or another. So they basically precluded them from bidding to retain the franchise. So oh, it, that's what happened. So, I didn't but, know. OK. Um, so then it was awarded to Avanti. And as you well, I, I mean, you don't I don't know whether you have Chupi legislation in the US, but basically um, we have Chupi, which is what they call the transfer of undertakings and protection of employees regulations. So in effect, this sort of came in, you know, 20, 30 years ago when um, they decided to like outsource services and and companies were coming in and basically taking stuff that was contracts that were were under like in in sort of like the public sector and mm -hmm. they would say yes we could do the contract and then they would in effect um dismiss and re-engage the employees on much worse terms and conditions so ultimately they brought in legislation that came in in europe and it also came in in the uk and it was called chupi so oh okay I don't know if you have that in the u.s or not but in effect, what that means is that the people who are in scope who provide the service, in effect, get transferred to the new uh, provider on their existing terms and conditions. Um, you know, there's a couple of little bits around the edges, but basically that's what it means. So pretty much all of the people who work for Virgin now work for Avanti. So it's the it's the same people, but the, the service is materially different. Um, oh, wow. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So there's all sorts of things going on. So they did have a voluntary arrangement with the drivers so the drivers would come in and work their rest days and now the drivers are not prepared to do that uh, I, I think because of various other things and they don't they don't have enough drivers so this is partly why they haven't been able to provide the service um and then there's there's various other things that have gone on so yeah it's just it's just turned into a complete clusterfuck to be honest Oh, that oh. answers so many questions, though, because it's, you know, you're seeing, oh, we can't get, you know, th there, there's been coaches down and or up, depending on, you know, yeah. which way you're looking at it. Right. Um, and up and down, uh, down the country. And I was trying to figure out, you know, what was going on. And I just assumed it was some sort of strike. But that's not the case. No, 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 no. This is this is. You know, the, the, on the strike days, right, what, you know, the, there's no, depending on which union is out or if they're all out together, then there's mm -hmm. there's little or no services running across all of the train operators. No, this is this is a vanity day to day. This is. Got oh, my God. Um, and I'm guessing at this point there's no um, answers of how this is going to be solved, at least not uh, publicly. Not in the not in the short term. Um, no. And so it is. It is is one of those things where you're just you know you're just trying to do the best you can because like you say most people because you know to be fair to that you know i'm not going to give them a lot of credit but you know at least we're getting a little bit more advanced notice around the changes to games in terms of tv time so you get you know six to eight weeks notice and you go right i'll go and book my trains now 
now that I know it's moved from, you know, from three o'clock on a Saturday to half past four on a Sunday or whatever, you can't, yeah. you can't book a train with Avanti, which is, which is generally the, the fastest and most direct. So there's London Northwestern, but you know, that, those trains take like four hours and stop everywhere. And you don't want to, you know, given the choice, you, you know, are you going to sit on a train for like, you know, four and a half hours? Are you going to sit on a train for two hours and 10 minutes? Um, it, it is a bit embarrassing, this, isn't it? I mean, it, is it used to be trains in England for like, sounds yeah. like thousands of years, and now they can't really move. <laughs> they, honestly, it's oh, embarrassing. So, embarrassing. So many things wrong at the moment. Mm, mm. We don't have time on this. Anyway, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, no, let's not start talking about the government, shall we? Exactly. Let's go out on a positive note. Let's go out on a positive note. <laughs> yeah, let's beat uh, Leeds. And, and first of all, let's go to Amsterdam and have a good time. I wish I was there, yeah. by the way. I know. <laughs> well, another time. I'm guessing... I am guessing Kim Kim couldn't make it today, but you know she was on the last yeah. time with us. She'll be there. I think she's there. I I'm almost positive she will be at that match. Mm. So hopefully um, we'll be able to schedule um, the next one yeah. so she could talk about her experience there, which will be really yeah. great. So we miss you, Absolutely. Kim. We want you to come back. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I have I have been to the um, Amsterdam Arena. Um, some years ago, Liverpool did a pre-season tournament, which which sort of coincided. Oh, okay. Birthday. And so I went, I went there. Me and a couple of friends, we went out and then we did a weekend in Amsterdam. Mm, nice. Shared this story actually. Um. Anyway, and we and we went there and it was like a four-team tournament. It was, you know, it was Ajax, it was Liverpool, it was AC Milan and somebody else. I can't, I can't remember now. Um. And we really weren't, we, well, we finished bottom of the, <laughs> the group of four. Um, and, um, and it was, it was, a, it was a very weird weekend, but, but, you know, the, the, the highlight, the low light, depending which one is saying. So, <laughs> um, we, our, our hotel room got robbed whilst oh, we were out mm. of the game. Um, and then on the, my, the day of my actual birthday, I spoke most of it sat in a, in a, um, police station in Amsterdam doing a report. Oh. Um, and then on the way home, we um, we ended up the gate opposite us was the gate that the Liverpool team were flying out of to go back. So we we were sort of sort of standing there, kind of minding our own business. And these people were walking towards us, and and I remember saying, "God, that really looks like Jamie Carragher." <laughs> and uh, going, yeah, and that bloke looks like Michael Owen next to him. And what anyway, <laughs> literally waves of the Liverpool team like walking towards us. And it was just it was I, I mean, it was it was amazing and horrific at all at the same time because I was just completely like gobsmacked and, and starstruck. <laughs> I just it I just turned into a blithering idiot. So <laughs> it, it really wasn't Gary. like <laughs> but yeah, there you go. So I can say I can say it's one of the most chilled out games I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> it was um I you know, I've I've never smelled that much weed. <laughs> Contact <laughs> high. Scores of people to be up to get up or anything. They were just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah chill. 
it was very funny. So yeah. Anyway, so I think on that note, we will we shall call it a day, uh, <laughs> ladies. So thank yeah. you very much for your um, insight and contributions on this uh, fine Sunday. Um, we will be back uh, in the coming weeks, listeners. Thank you for bearing with us. I know it's been a little bit intermittent this season, but that's <laughs> what the season's been like. So I'm not sure that you can expect much more, but we will be back in the coming weeks. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you enjoy it. And we will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.